You hear that noise? That is the sound of another podcast beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Um, I actually think this is, I'm glad we're starting a little bit late because uh, I had to go run and take a number one. Um, I get nervous right before right before everything starts. Last week you saw me trying to go, and that was what was happening. Uh, my name is John. Welcome. I'm here with... Tony. Hello. Tony. And uh, we are, right now we are in the process of... Uh, of a little bit of technical back and forth. Who's uh, who did what here? We're trying to get our uh, you know some other things started. Um, we have a guest for you today. Uh, we're just working on making sure that he can he can get in on this. But uh, we just wanted to get you know get started in, in the meantime. Um, hopefully everyone is having a wonderful uh, afternoon to late evening. We're really happy that you were able to join us and. Um, I think we're going to start it off. Are we, we're going to start it off with an announcement. Is that right, Tom? Sure, we can make an announcement. So we have we have several announcements. So let's just do at least one of them now. Several announcements. Sure. Um, first announcement that I'll make is for anyone who watches our videos on YouTube. Um, obviously, we we try to post a lot of videos to YouTube. Um, recently, we've had a few more in the past few weeks. We had a readier slider video that did really well. Um, we're trying to always bring diverse uh, a diverse collection of videos. So one idea that Steve Enders, um, the founder of the Turtle Room, and I have been kicking around is having what we call um, Species Spotlight Saturday, which the uh, triple S, not to be confused with, you know what, shower and shave. This is the different it's triple alliterative. S. It's alliterative. We'll be able to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So um, also not the, to be confused uh, with feces spotlight Saturdays. Is that what it sounded like I said? Um, no, but just don't confuse it. So anyway, the plan is that every Saturday we'll have a different um, species that we briefly highlight on YouTube. Um, it's basically going to be one of us holding a turtle, talking about the animal, some quick facts. <laughs> Um, it's something that we think will be very useful for newbies, people who want to learn, uh, people who want to learn about different species, things like that. Every time we do a short video like that, people really usually appreciate it. So we're going to try to do one of those every Saturday, um, starting pretty soon. Steve, do we want to try to start that next? Do we say we want to start that this weekend? Uh, if you can get one ready to go, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll be next weekend. No pressure. No pressure, Anthony. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. So I we're gonna try for this weekend, this Saturday. We should we should try to have an announcement be what the uh, what the species is going to be as well. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what you that's, think. So that's yeah. just a suggestion. That's what um, you think. Uh, so we also just for the record, I you probably see on your screen that uh, and he just spoke, but uh, Steve Enders, the director and founder of the Turtle Room, is here. Say hi, Steve. Hi. How's that? Uh, how's that dinner coming? Great. I ate mine earlier, of course. Oh, what did you have? The same thing. Chicken Perfect. patty sandwich. Perfect chicken patty sandwich. Quick and easy. I, uh, can I get a chicken patty sandwich? <laughs> no, not the right way to ask either. Um, 
so we want to do our second announcement as well? Yeah, let's sure. do it. Yeah, this is the exciting one. We're, we are excited about the species hi uh, highlights, uh, species spotlight Saturday, if you will. Um, but this is, a, this is a big one, and this is actually one of the things that we really wanted to get into and talk about today as well. Um, so, uh, Steve, I'm assuming you want you to do the honors here, right? Sure. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, <clears throat> the Turtle Room is officially now a member organization of the AZA, or the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Uh, we have been accepted as a part of the uh, organization as a conservation partner. Um, actually, one thing we were going to try for the podcast tonight was we were going to try to go gray and make all of our Lego logos grayscale, but they just wouldn't upload onto this dumb thing tonight. Um, but in case you're not aware, today is World Elephant Day, and the AZA and the Wildlife Conservation Society are raising awareness for elephant conservation by uh, with a Go Gray campaign. So you've seen some posts on our... Nice, John. <laughs> so you may have John's seen some uh, conservation. posts on Facebook about uh, elephant conservation today. So We are now a member organization of the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. So we're really excited about that. And uh, we're not sure exactly um, how that partnership is going to continue to grow, but we're very excited for this opportunity. Um, please, if you're listening, uh, viewing, tuned in, check out 96elephants.org. Um, I, 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 there's a lot of information on there, but it's also a petition. It's an important petition. I signed my name to it and uh, my actual email. Um, which Tony likes to just sign up me for other people's for other things and put my email down. I use my own email because I'm a man and I support conservation uh, enough to get a, a, a funky email every once in a while. That never happened. That never I happened. Still, I still get tickets or coupons from Wendy's that are from you. It's it's a really dastardly move on your part. That's not true. Um. So the the AZA that actually that was a pretty long process, correct? Or that's not obviously that's not uh, that's not anything to to sneeze at. We we're very excited about that. And um, Tony, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about the AZA? I think that that's a good. Uh, I know that we, we Steve just touched the basics, but like just kind of give a little bit more background on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it wasn't actually a long process, I don't think, but um, it was. Um, I think that we were. I, we're hearing. We're hearing. I guess right now. He's not on. Um, yeah, I'm sending them a note right now. So, um, I, I don't think that it was a long process necessarily, but I do think that it says a little something about what we're doing. The fact that we were selected. So, um, right. I could be totally making that up, but. Um, all in all, I think that it's a pretty good uh, representation of who we are, what we're trying to do. And I think when we went to fill out the application, um, Steve and I worked together on it, but I think that it it really, um, it was really easy to fill out because it was exactly what, it's just who we are. It's our mission statement. It's what we're doing right now and what we're trying to do. So um, it was a really simple process as far as that's concerned. Tremendous. Steve, do you have anything to add about that, about the uh, the AZA itself and how the process went? I know I'm interested to hear a little bit more about um, what, uh, what it like takes An to be. Anthony just said it was. Um, I think it was easier than uh, I was expecting necessarily. Um, they do, I guess, they do most of their 
research into your organization after you send the thing in. Um, so, uh, yeah, they basically want to know, uh, you know, about your mission and how um, <clears throat> how you uh, compare or can support their conservation and education missions. So, okay. Well, awesome. Um, yeah, it, so that's, it was that's a big that's a uh, that's a big deal. We at the Turtle Room are extremely excited about it. Um, it's huge. It's huge. It's it's um I think it's something that sets us apart from some other groups, and we do things a little differently. We're not necessarily about um keeping a bunch of animals. Our our goal is to keep a select few animals and really do things to the best of our ability, and also obviously provide education to um, to the general public. So, education, uh, conservation, and or survival. Right. Right. Um, like that. We also, by the way, um, I don't think we talked about it last time because I don't think it was up yet. But we have the the new the map. Oh yes. Yeah, that's I wanted to talk about that. If you haven't gotten a chance to look at our uh, our new educational tool, which is the uh, it's it's an interactive map that shows you where. Uh, all the different species uh, of turtle and tortoise are located geographically. For a geography nerd such as myself, it's great because I can see where uh, you know what I can what I can see if I'm out in, if I'm out herping if I'm out in the wild uh, what is actually there, and then it, it links to a lot of uh, to a lot of other stuff that will be uh, uh, other resources about the uh, about those species. And we're working on on getting more of those. Um, you know more the, the the species profiles up, and they're going to link to that. Um, so hopefully, some of you have already checked that out. Obviously, we we did. We had a, a lot of numbers. Uh, a lot of people were, you know, saw it, and a lot of people from it a lot of different places, which was cool. But um, please check that out. Can we can we get like a, a screenshot of that or something? Uh, yeah. Give me a second here. Um, I don't remember where that. So yeah, as far as the as far as the map thing goes too, um, what's so cool about it? As someone who looks stuff up all the time, I'm always looking up different species, trying to learn about it. There's the map right there. Um, what's really cool about it is your normally you pick a, a a species, whatever given species, and it'll and you'll look it up and you'll see the range and all the range countries. But sometimes in your head, it's tough to put together the map where things are. Um, in relation to one another, where the, that animal might be, uh, where that animal's range might be, um, as far in in comparison to another species that might live um, really close by, or maybe even share some of the same range. So now you can actually click on countries and see which species are in every every country in the world, um, and and actually see where they you know where they are in relation to each other, and also. Where the biodiversity hotspots are as well. How big is Greenland, huh? Right. Greenland is just enormous. Right. We just um, no native species. Not oh, not one. That's really. I wonder if there's any uh, any species at all, let alone native. I wonder if a, anyone in Greenland owns turtles. Yeah, it'd be tough to keep them outside for sure. Uh, that's that's uh, where where else is there no native species? Is it all the black uh, New, ones? New Zealand, uh, yeah, the the darkest countries. Uh, New Zealand, uh, Mongolia, um, Iceland, uh, Svalbard and Jan Mayen. 
and uh, some of these other uh, northern... Uh, the United Kingdom doesn't have any uh, native species any longer. Same with Ireland. What, what did they have? Uh, introduced red-eared sliders in the United Kingdom. Oh, right. And Chile, I see, with no zero species. Introduced red-eared sliders in... Chile. Those red-eared sliders, they just get everywhere. And actually, that's another thing that I wanted to, I wanted to mention. Um, as you all know, the lovable and amazing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I don't know. Did you guys, any of you guys see it yet? No. 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 Well, that movie is out, and we put up a, a video. Uh, Anthony put up a video about um, the horrible effects of owning a red-eared sliders uh, when you're not prepared to. And uh, you should definitely check that out, um, Tony. I don't know. Does how does it? How is the new movie affecting that? Well, the quick and uh, simple answer to that is, of course, I have no idea. I'm sorry, I don't really have an idea yet. Um, Perfect. It's pretty. Yeah, it's. Do you think Raphael is still cool but rude? I hope he is. He was always my favorite. Everyone liked Michelangelo. I was definitely a Raphael guy, which is surprising because I'm a pushover and a nice guy and a wussy. You so, are Michelangelo. I'm surprised that you didn't. Yeah, you yeah. Didn't recognize I don't know. That. Actually, I like to think in my older years I'm becoming Donatello. Admit it. Yeah. Speaking of Donatello, let me just say, speaking of Donatello, let me just say for everyone. Um, you see, our um, our guest is here. So if you're wondering who the strange man is, with the uh, with the mini blinds behind him, is that what those are called? Venetian. No idea. No idea. No idea. That that is our guest for for tonight. Steve Steve Rosen, not Rosen. Yes, Rosen. correct. That's correct. Good. Good. Nice. And a dog. Nice. The boxer. Those dogs right. crawl a lot. So welcome, Steve. Steve, you can hear us. We're we're all um loud and clear. Is that you guys were loud and clear? Am I loud and clear? Yeah. You're you're th you're also a thumb up for me. I don't, yeah. I don't know. a lot better than before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um well then I mean let's get right into the, some of the things that you wanted to talk about. I know that um I had some some specific questions for you, um, so I will I will go ahead and start. Uh, Tony mentioned that you have had a, a lot of success breeding the Cora galbinifrons. Is that is that properly pronounced? Correct. Um, can you tell us a little bit about about working with that species? They're they're amazingly attractive. I know that, but uh, can you can you expand on that a little bit? It, the species themselves isn't. It's not really all that difficult of a species. You just have to be able to follow the weather of their native habitat. Um, Which is what? Northern Vietnam, Hainan, uh, China, China. So like rainy, a lot of prostitutes, a lot of drugs, a lot of vets, <laughs> Vietnam vets, uh, that type of thing. So stupid. So you do or do not have drugs in your apartment right now? No. <laughs> you have to. I mean, you have to make it accurate here, guys. I'm. You got to stay loyal. You are so wow. bad. That's, wow. so, that's racist. That's al that's almost racist. It's not. If, if you have ever read a book, Tony, you'd know that that's what the Vietnam War was like. Jeez. 
It's Watch not Forrest 1971 Gump. anymore. I know. Okay, you have another fact about Vietnam? No. So high humidity, a <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of forest situations we're dealing with. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, as far as the protected areas are still somewhat natural, but there's a lot of poaching and such going on. Uh, Asia as a whole, obviously, it's growing. It's under economical. So, okay. Uh, but they why, have it why are they? Why are they not? Why are they not? Why are they so hard to work with? Or why have? Why are there so few people working with them in the United States? Uh, originally, they were pretty plentiful in the late '90s to early millennium. They were exported into the United States and several other countries fairly cheaply, but uh, they have a lot of medical issues going on with them. Uh, and nobody knew how to treat them. Right. And that's one thing, I should say, that's one thing that our guest, Steve, um, specializes in. He has a great knowledge of um, reptile husbandry, also reptile disease and, and medicine as well. Um, if I ever have a, a, a really tough question, I know who I'm going to go to. And, and uh, it's, it's no question, really, because... Um, it, I mean, can you speak a little bit to that, uh, Steve, as far as, um, you know, with, with the, especially with the fresh imports? I mean, we're not seeing them imported really very much anymore. There was a recent import last year, uh, importation last year, but do you, is there any kind of knowledge that you can share on um, fresh imports in general? Because we are still seeing a lot of imports uh, happening right now. With different species, uh, imports in general, uh, they come to different flavors. At least in my experience, uh, there's imports that are freshly caught and shipped over, and then there's ones that linger in the food markets, uh, change hands several times, or mix with other different species. And it's the latter of the two that cause quite a few of the problems. However, whenever you get anything imported, um, it's always good to have a, a good vet on hand uh, because, honestly, they're the only ones licensed to be able to do it. But on the absent, uh, you'll have to excuse my dog. He's a little bit preserved. Um, yeah. I thought you left a window open during the weather. What's that? I, th I thought maybe you had left a window open or something. You said you're having bad weather. I, it sounded. It's a twister. It sounded pretty intense. <laughs> There's a tornado. I'm gone. See ya. Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. Sorry. We had last November. It was pretty bad news. So, anyhow, back to the galbs. Um, as far as imports, uh, there's a few protocols that are floating around on the internet as far as how to treat them. Um, I can't advocate one way or another. Uh, obviously, each drug that you give is specific to what you're supposed to be treating for. and So you are uh, giving the turtles drugs. I was right about that. <laughs> yeah, but we're not shooting them up with heroin. You know, <laughs> dropping off or something, you know. No, no. <laughs> Just a little something to take the edge off. I don't know. I've heard... I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Probably sounds stupid. <laughs> Didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh wow! Have you had any major? Uh, is there any great? Obviously, you're you know, you're something of an expert with 
this specifically, you know, dealing with diseases, is there any uh, any major success stories or something that you'd like to, you know, pat yourself on the back on? Did you bring any bring one back from you know the from the dead, the land of the dead, the land of the dry shell? Um, I brought back several that were kind of swirling around the proverbial toilet, uh, but mm. that just comes with experience and time. Right. Okay. So, what can I do to make my girlfriend love me more? Oh wait, hold on. Sorry, no, no, that's that's a different question. I'm reading. Sorry, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. That was for his uh, therapist. Um, um, oh yes, that money. was that was from a therapist. Money, money, money. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Maybe it was the right question. Um, what I, as far as so I, diseases is kind of I don't diseases is your thing I guess that's a weird what's a weird statement, but um uh, what is we I just I was reading an article recently about uh the the salmonella outbreaks that are kind of now happening a little bit more in species other than turtles that are kind of get the the most often get the bad rap for that like salmonella like I said is attributed like the four inch law is based on that do you have is there anything new going on with that? Why are the bearded dragons getting it now? Is there, is there? A uh, you know, it started being published around I, most of what I saw around April that uh, mostly children were getting salmonella, and they were able to trace it back to uh, small bearded dragons. And I'm, I didn't catch if it was fully because they weren't washing their hands. Obviously, there's some sort of oral contact after touching them without washing their hands. That'd be the only piece, unless we're putting it in the mouth. And well, right. that's just where's the parents? Right. I mean, is it is it oral contact with the animal? Like obviously not like in your mouth, but like just touching touching an animal and then touching your your hand to your mouth. Is that is that what can what can do it, or is it a fecal thing? Uh, usually, salmonella is. Transmitted through feces, just like E. coli is passed in humans through mm. feces. Okay, and just like friendship is passed through the the college male through through feces. That's wow. how I became friends with Tony. That was a unique wow. story, John. That everyone doesn't go through that. Tony, okay, that's true. Well, everyone doesn't have you for a roommate. Tony used to make me look at his doodos a lot, and it uh, it helped our bond. Is what I'm talk about record breaking. Nobody wanted to see those. <laughs> someone, someone had to see it. If you don't document it, it didn't happen. If there's no right. witnesses, it didn't that's happen. That's true. That's so let me true. just say, back to the salmonella thing, and, and obviously we know that's how the four-inch law came about, um, the four-inch law of, what was it, 1975-ish, right? But um, you can't tell me that turtles are the only animal where their feces can transmit salmonella to small children. You can't tell me that if if my child, because I do have a child now, thank you everyone, if my child goes outside and starts... If you could more eating, casually bring that up, Tony, that would be great. That was good, right? Admit it. <laughs> put that right in there. Not I've a big announcement. I've been a dad for like 11 days. But if, if my daughter, who is pretty much independent at this point, uh, if, she could, <laughs> if, she could go outside, if she could go outside and start eating dog poop off my lawn, can she not get salmonella or Ebola or fill in the blank from that? Ebola. <laughs> That'd be bad news. Uh, you know what? Chicken, uh, poultry in general, my dogs start to bite me. Uh, poultry would be 
probably your most concerned as far as I'm concerned, as far as uh, supplemental contamination. You have to remember that um, prior to the whole turtle issue or even the new bearded dragon issue, that was the major source of contamination for salmonella right. infestation. But chicken tastes good. It tastes like chicken, which is why there's not going to be a... There's not going to be a four-inch law on my chicken nuggets, which, unfortunately, I would really appreciate if there was. But <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if needs to be over four inches, that'd be great. So if it's cooking the chicken is what makes sure you don't get salmonella, correct? It's raw chicken is the issue for eating. Um, so all you have to do is cook the bearded dragon or your hand after touching the bearded dragon, and what is there other options that you can do to eliminate the that? That possibility, this absolutely like wash or your slider to 170. Let him simmer. Fire it up. Good. Which, I like it. Which again shows us that there is nothing that a George Foreman lean mean grilling machine can't do. Am I true right? story. That is that's true. That's what I use. That is true. Perfect fit. Such a businessman. Uh, is so. I mean, is in actuality, is there what? What can you do to prevent that? Is it just washing? Or is it just having your hand viciously gnawed off by a, a mammal? <laughs> uh, you know what? Hand washing is paramount. Uh, I always suggest after hand washing, some people are big into the germ-extra extra alcohol based. Um, I might have to cut out for a second here and deal with something. <laughs> or like, deal with something. <laughs> okay. We, can, um, we can do that if you need to. Uh, for Parental su supervision is always a good thing. I'm getting my hand gnawed on here. I'll be right back. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Um, I've, I've ended interviews in a stranger way. I just can't think of when. And that's what the good thing about turtles is they don't, they don't gnaw your hand off. Love them. <laughs> Love dogs. Big dog guy. They, don't, they could. They don't bite you. They could. They also don't bark. All right. Could be a positive one. No. Oh, he's back. We're good. That was short. Yeah, that did that wasn't bad. Or something? Yeah, you didn't kill the dog, did you? No, the dog's still alive. Okay, good. We don't want a live bloodletting on our hands. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's, It'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have another question. Obviously, uh, Ebola has been in the uh, in the news. Is there what is the relationship with that and animal husbandry? Absolutely nothing. Perfect. <laughs> he just wanted to talk about it. Yep. Uh, it just sounds like a nasty way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Getting turned inside out? You betcha. Uh, is, is that something that you... I mean, uh, is, is that an interest for you? Like, do you know about Ebola because of your disease stuff? I feel like I want to talk... I, you're like the you're like the new disease guy now. For me. Disease anyway. guy or disease guy? Mm, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know you that well enough. I'm sure you got something, but... Congratulations. <laughs> Um, so I mean, is there anything that the general public needs to know about Ebola? I don't, I don't know. Everybody's talking about Ebola right now. 
Um, Ebola is one of those interesting viruses because it's nearly always fatal, at least uh, until recently. The two Americans that they brought over and treated, uh, they're treating with a, a new treatment. I'm actually looking for the company right now, but it's in conjunction with the United States Army. And it's, I believe it's three monoclonal antibodies, meaning um, just three different antibodies, and they're treating them, and it actually helped them. Usually, uh, Ebola is 90% fatal. So, And there's several animal vectors that will serve as reservoirs. They don't exactly know how it's transmitted. Uh, bats being one of them, swine, uh, primates. So it's one of those interesting uh, viral diseases that we won't see so much in, say, the United States, at least we hope we don't see. Right. Uh, but it's always been in Africa. It's And until they brought these uh, doctors back to the States, it wasn't too much of a big deal. The public never thought of it. You know, the media didn't care. So, Right. You don't get the media involved. <laughs> Again, if it didn't document it, it didn't happen. Why is it that it's in? I know this is getting off topic, but why is it that it's in Africa and not handled well in Africa? You got to think about the economics of everything. I mean, I don't know of too many villages in Africa that have you know trauma one hospitals where they can handle anything at any time. Right. right. We spoke about you this know, on the phone. We spoke about this What's on the that? phone the other night, Steve. Um, if if you're looking at these countries and we're just we're looking at it through like these blinders of how we understand the world to be, and we don't necessarily have a grasp on how things are in other countries, um, and we talk about that all the time with conservation, like um, we don't understand how a beautiful country that has plowshare tortoises and radiated tortoises walking around. Um, in the wild can, you know, let those animals be exploited and let all their wild places be slashed and burned or whatever, they, um, whatever they're doing there, like charcoal production or whatever in Madagascar. I, I think that's, I just think it's absolutely wild. And I know we spoke about that on the phone the other day, but you also wanted to talk about conservation. Do you have anything necessarily, and I know this is like the broadest thing in the world, but um, you talked about some things that you thought some hits or some hits and or misses as far as conservation efforts are concerned? Anything in particular you want to talk about to that? I kind of want to back up just a little bit when you're talking about economics and as far as conservation goes. Uh, sure. You know, Africa and even Madagascar since it's right off the coast. Uh, obviously, they, those countries aren't known for uh, their, their wealth. So, you know, there's still a lot of uh, famine going on. You know, a lot of those countries are still war-torn. Uh, poaching's a viable alternative to them. They, you know, I could get, say, $1,000 for a tortoise, or, you know, I could go to work at a diamond camp, for example. Now, that might seem a little bit uh, stereotypical, but it's not meant to be so. Hollywood, but, yeah. But, you know, it, it's just the fact of the matter. It's... Everything revolves around money, right? So right. what? Uh, what's what's the uh, what's the cure then? What? How do we 
how can you combat that when it's something that is important to us, like the, you know, like in Madagascar, they don't have the money, and it's important to us because the species that we work with and love are there, but there's not a lot that we can maybe necessarily do short of going over there, but then we don't have the money for that either. Uh, yeah, is, um, because the best way to deal with that kind of situation is empower the people. Uh, you need to show them how to farm, to show them strains of crops that they can use. You know, it, you have to work at the people level so you can, in turn, work at the animal level. You know, as soon as they learn that those species need to be cherished, I just read online that over 5,000 radiated horses were killed by uh, 50 uh, Malagasy uh, natives, and they're mostly kids. And I didn't get the whole story, but... That, that's over 5,000 individuals. And they all, all look right. to be adults. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, that's a, it's a tragedy. It cannot go on. It's not sustainable. Uh, so we need to work on more on the, the people aspect. I know a lot of great conservation uh, experts, but until the people issue is dealt with, you know, their, their population keeps increasing. They don't have sustainable ways to make money. They don't have sustainable ways to uh, even feed their families. So, you know, I can go try to raise corn and let it fail five years in a row, or I can go butcher a few tortoises. You have to think about it from right. their point of perspective. Now, I see I see that happening a little bit. I mean, I see the I see the TSA, the Turtle Survival Alliance, doing things like that. At least their their magazine is saying they're doing that, and they're email blasts that they send out every couple weeks is saying that they're doing that. They're saying that they're spending money to teach kids in school about how to identify tortoises and how important they are. Um, they're, they're teaching poachers to be guides and to protect the tortoises and, and paying them to, to protect the tortoises because I know you said um, you just threw out a number like a thousand dollars for a tortoise but I actually I, I think and I know you were just throwing something out for conversation but I think sometimes they they're actually getting uh, a small amount because when oh, yeah. they sell it, yeah, it's to a middleman who then brings it to a market, who then sell it, you know, it gets shipped around, and you know they don't get that much for those tortoises. So if you look at some that as opposed to something like the Endangered Species Act in America, to they're going to list spider tortoises now, which are also from Madagascar. So and we talked about this last episode, but if 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 you spend all the money to pay, you know, I don't know how much money goes into that. So I'm t I'm totally pulling this out of you know where, but. If you could spend the money to pay wildlife marshals or whatever to to enforce something like that, um, that money could probably much better be used much more effectively in the range country, educating people and paying people to protect the tortoises. Is that true? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so, are, are there any specific conservation efforts that you can? Um, that you can talk about um, as far as uh, successes or, or failures as far as that stuff? In regards to ESA, I mean, there's been a lot of criticism, basically because U.S. Fish and Wildlife declared all those constrictor snakes uh, as injurious, but, you know, it's also had, and they're even endangered, it's just to do more with the Lacey Act, but, uh, you know, as far as successes, ESA, they they brought back the American alligator. They brought back the American bison. I mean, it, there are good things to it. However, you know, you also have to look at species such as Indian spotted pond turtle. 
Not as rare as you think it might be. Right. Uh, they just happen to be fairly landlocked in a few states. Right, because of the ESA, right? Correct. I have a question. For, for the ESA, so it's fairly fluid, right? It, it, species get taken on and put on and change. Their, their classification is changed on a fairly consistent basis. Does that work against, like, should we just say, all right, listen, we brought this... We brought this species to the point where it was almost extinct. Let's just protect it for the rest of its existence. Why do things get taken off the endangered species list? Do they? They do, yeah. They can definitely be reclassified. Uh, you know, eagles were taken, I think they were downgraded. I'm not sure if they were totally taken out. But uh, as far as turtles, Indian spotted pot turtles have been there since everyone can remember, as have... Uh, Oh, one of the Podoc species, I believe. It's not Expanza. It's uh, Unifilis. It's uni yeah, Unifilis. Both of those have been in since the very beginning. Nineteen. What year was that? Nineteen seventy-five or seventy-six? I can't remember. Mm, but whatever the first year was, they have been on there since the beginning. You know, and they're not necessarily as endangered as, and I don't even know what the process would be to have it reviewed. Right. I just, I don't know, it seems like, I don't know if that's a, obviously it's not in our hands, but it just, I, I wonder if it wouldn't be more effective if we just said, you know, I mean, I'm repeating myself, but like we just said, look, let's, we already, you know, we owe you guys one, we already almost killed you, so let's just keep you there. But, I mean, I guess it's, like you said, it's, there's so much, <laughs> with conservation, there's so much that's hit or miss anyway, regardless of what the effort that we're talking about is, so I guess it's kind of good that, it's um, that there's anything protecting whatever the species is, you know, right. and we all are trying to we, we can do our part. And like that's like the you know the Turtle Survival Alliance is a great way that you know you and I regular quote unquote regular people you know we're obviously kind of a little nuts about this stuff, but uh, you know we can contribute to that directly and we can then uh, you know have some effect on it. You know guys like myself and you. Tony and probably our viewers. Right. I mean, how do you feel? Uh, I think we're, we're Steve may be coming in and out here. We, I think we just lost him. But uh, I mean, Tony, how do you feel? Do you enjoy, uh, or, or what do you get out of being a, a member of the TSA? I love being thinking? a member of the TSA. The re I really love being a member of the TSA just so that I'm a part of what's going on. They're doing amazing things. Like I said, they're actually out there. They're sending people to these range countries to work, and they work with specialists in all of the range countries where major um, critically endangered species are. So I think the TSA is, is really doing the right thing. I think where the concern is with the ESA, which is the Endangered Species Act, which is a federal law in, in the United States, I think what happens is sometimes we'll, we'll list these, uh, these non-native species, these exotic species, like, um, like the, the um, the yellow, uh, I'm sorry, the Indian spotted pond turtle, uh, Geoclemys uh, hamiltonii, and we'll list them, and they're not that rare in the wild, and there are a ton of them here in the United States, but they're all in Florida because the ESA is keeping them there, because what the ESA does is limit the interstate commerce, trade. Right, so, uh, so why, are they, why, are they, why are they included in the ESA then? 
at all. Well, that's the point, is they've been there since 1975-ish, and there's really no point for them to be there. So, so they were endangered in 1975-ish. Now, Steve Enders... Back. Steve Enders and, Jer- and and Jared Siatkowski that everyone knows from the Turtle Room, we all have our CBW permits. That's captive bred wildlife permits. When you get that permit, you get it stipulated for certain species that are on the ESA. They won't give it to you for native species, so you can't get the bog turtle listed on yours. You can't get the ring map turtle listed on there. But you can get species like the Galapagos tortoise, the Indian spotted pond turtle, the... Um, the yellow-headed podoc, which which uh, nemis unifilis, um, which our guest um, Steve Rosen was talking uh, Rosan was talking about. Yeah. So um, we have many of those species listed listed on ours. The problem is someone, who, the person who does the permits just moved out. Someone new just came in. Um, I believe the gentleman's name was Mike Carpenter. I think who did the permits. Uh, and I'm not trying to bash anyone. There was a new person coming in, and now there's a lot of fear that they're not going to give out the permits as easily. I think it's a great thing if they give permits out to people who really care and will go through the red tape to get the permits. But if it's really tough to get permits and animals are going to end up bottlenecked in Florida and they're going to become like the next radio sliders even though they're on the ESA, that doesn't make much sense. I mean, people are giving away those Indian spotted pond turtles now. That's not good, you know? Right. But at the same time... Isn't it bet like so? You take them off, and then uh, the whole thing, the whole situation will change, and then all of a sudden they'll be be exploited again. Exploit these resources that we have, and not that you know you want to call specifically a species a resource, but I mean it'll end up being okay. Let everything go free, and then next thing you know, we're going to be having hats. Look, we're going to be making hats out of their shells. Just because there's going to be so many of them. Same thing with the same thing with Raider Slider. It's the type of thing that okay, there's so many of them we don't even know what to do anymore. Maybe in Florida, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe in Florida with those, yeah. But that's yeah. I mean that's the point. There's so yeah, many of those. Kind of crazy and stuff. there's I get I get emails. I get emails all the time from people who are really wanting to keep that one species and right. can't get them because it's against the law. But there's so many of them that the people literally the the, the breeders in Florida give them away to people, give them to their friends because there's just not, uh, you know, you, you no can't demand. sell them. You right. can't sell them. There is demand, but you, there's no demand in state and you in can't Florida. sell them. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's what I mean. Yep. Okay. So, um, it's a shame. Uh, obviously, for anyone watching, you could see that our guest, um, Steve uh, Rosan, was not coming he, he, through really well. Yeah, he passed away. The dog bit him. We're really sorry, Steve. It's um, not funny. It's not funny. I really. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, um, I like him a lot, by the way. And I, I know we got a short glimpse of of what you know his knowledge base and the stuff that he's into. But the guy is really brilliant, and we're really grateful that he was a part of the show. And um, yes, we hope to have him on again, and hopefully we figure out the technical uh, difficulties that we were having uh, while he was on, and we can make it. Um, a little better, a little smoother next time. Yes, definitely. We are. We we thank you for sticking with us while we figure that stuff out. Um, our loyal audience um, is there. We're gonna wrap it up now. Again, thank you for tuning in. Is there anything else that we need to say, Steve? Nothing uh, extra. I have. Of course, I missed half the thing thanks to internet problems too. Apparently, it's just not a good night for Steve's and internet. The internet is wacky out there. Man. Tony, 
What do you have? Um, would you yeah, like? One pathetic loser. How do I have the best internet out of everyone? I don't know. You don't have the best internet. I have easily as good internet as you do. What do you mean? What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? Your internet's not better than mine. Um, did I get bounced out once? No. I've never been bounced out. I haven't, okay, bo- right, I haven't so been bounced out yet. Neither have I, so we have at least equal, equal amounts of internet goodness. Yeah, that's what you think. Anywho, anywho, stay tuned for the new uh, Species Spotlight Saturday, um, which will just be a brief video every Saturday again, um, highlighting a uh, unique species where we don't get, you know, uh, mix in a whole bunch of different stuff, none of those variety videos that we do. This will just focus briefly on one species so that some of the newbies out there can learn a little bit, hopefully, about a new species every Saturday or maybe learn something new about a species that they already keep or that they're already interested in. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. Amen. And please, uh, in the vein to the finish off the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing, please, please, please go out and rent the original and watch that because that one was really good. Right. Secret of the Ooze I like too. Secret of the Ooze was okay. I mean, no, it was cornier, but the first right. one was better. Was but I, like Secret of the I watched them. Too. I watched them both recently. All three, actually, the one where they go back to China too, or Japan, yeah. wherever they go, Japan. Um, the first one really holds up. The second one was a lot cornier than I than I remembered. And but, the third um, one we won't even mention. The third one uh, again, they go back to Japan, and no one really <laughs> remembers the plot. Can um, I make one more announcement? We're going to clear out with one more announcement. Please. So everyone was able to meet, and I know it's confusing because we have two Steves. We have Steve, our uh, founder of the Turtle Room, um, and our fearless leader, and we all know him very well. But the other Steve, who was our guest today, Steve, Steve um, Rosan, who I always want to pronounce it wrong, that's why I take the pause, but Steve Rosan is um, a new member of the Turtle Room. So he's joining the team, um, not as a breeder, although he has wonderful experience uh, breeding really awesome species. Um, he's joining us as, what's the title, Steve? It's a um, educational resource provider. Provider? Is that what it is, Steve? And I think Steve we're, froze we're going with educational resource provider because Great. Steve's internet is funky. And so if that's wrong, welcome, Steve Rosan. Um, welcome to I the team. Thank, thank you for having, uh, you know, taking the time out of your day to come on the show. And uh, we're going to sign off now. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good. See you later. We might not be able to do that. Yeah, Steve has to do it. <laughs> we got we got bonus time, lightning round, podcast edition, last 10 seconds. Wonderful experience. Breathing. This is so good. Hey, wait. Steve Rosan's back. Educational resource. Sounds like there's a delay, and Steve is just hearing what you just were saying before. I don't think so. I think someone logged into the YouTube. That's what happened. This is so bad, Steve. Enders, come on and end this for me. Um, Steve, live up to your name and come on and end this for us. Steve Rosan, we were just—I don't know if you heard it—but we were just saying thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it, and we're really excited that you're going to be a part of the Turtle Room team now, as we also announced that. Hopefully, next time we get the internet squared away. The internet—it still gives a lot of people trouble out there in the in the woods. You guys, we'll we'll get you. We're going to get some some HDMI cords or something. It's like 1997 in here. It is. (laughs) 
Yeah. Is indeed. Um, so considering we, both Steve's, we just, we just signed off, and then we couldn't sign off because you were <laughs> I wasn't there. here. So we would like to sign off again now. That would be greatly appreciated. All right, let's try. All right. Age, sex, location. Thank you for having uh, you know take the time of your day to come out of the show. Something is something funky is happening still. Quite a night for the technical difficulties, huh? Yeah. Uh, Don't forget the dog difficulties. Have a good day. John, did you draw a mustache again? I have a mustache. Draw. It still, it still <laughs> says that we're alive. Oh, draw it on me. All right, signing off. Prove it. See you all in a month. Yes, to do it. <laughs> we got, we got. I'm lightning round on cast edition in the last ten seconds. Wonderful experience. Uh, and with that, we're pressing the button. Please.